0: This is the part of the service that we are going to open up the Bible together. And we have been, we just started a new series called Belonging. What does it mean to belong to Inverness Vineyard Church? And last week, uh, we looked at, well, basically, as I shared this morning at the very beginning, there's four kind of ways that we communicate belonging to this church. Uh, we spoke last week about coming on Sunday and joining a life group and being in spaces where two or three are gathered. Uh, also another step is finding a place to serve and giving financially. So that's the kind of steps that we're going to be unpacking as a church in this little series and doing that in the coming weeks. And last week we looked at part one, the gathered spaces, uh, as I've mentioned. So we're to prioritize, if you remember, we're to prioritize the gathered space, we're to participate in the gathered space, and we're to persevere in these spaces, that we belong to God, and as a result of that union, We belong to one another as Christ's body, and we've seen with the the early church their common life, their devotion, their hunger, their thirst for the kingdom, and the foundations of belonging that were built as a result of their devotion. So this week, we're going to look at serving. We're going to look at serving in the next part of our series. But before we do that, I want to share a little story. Before Mary and I had children, we had the opportunity to go a little weekend away, which you can do very easily before you have children, but uh, we headed to Cameron House, Cameron House Hotel, which is very posh. We got a good deal. We got a good deal, and it was in Loch Lomond, so it's where I was brought up and used to live, so it was kind of like a home from home, got to drive past my my old house, but Cameron House was incredible. I once done my work experience in S3 at Cameron House. I was there really early doing the room service for breakfast, and I got to meet Robson from Robson and Jerome. That was my claim to fame. I was pretty poor as a teenager, you know. You don't go into school and say that the next morning, but anyway... That was a famous person, and it was kind of cool at the time. Anyway, we went to Cameron House for a couple of days away in our clapped out 2001 rusty Renault Clio, which leaked when you turned a corner. The sunroof leaked when it rained, so we had like a piece of plastic that would pour the water into a bucket, so the person who was the passenger would be the bucket person that would gather the water, and then when it got full, empty it out. But any tur- anyway, we, we ended up driving up to Cameron House in this Renault Cleo, uh, which had had its day. And we drove up to the front of the hotel. There's BMWs, Audis, Mercedes, all these fancy cars. And we're there with our Renault Clio. And uh, the, there was a concierge, a person there who welcomed us with our Renault Clio. And they said, could we drive it for you? I said to them, good luck, <laughs> gave them the keys. And they went and drove it literally just, I could see where they were driving it to and parked it there. And then this other guy came out and he took all our bags I had one bag. Mary had eight. But anyway, well, Gloucester, I'm joking. I'm joking. But took all our bags and lifted them all at once. And while he was doing that, which which was just an incredible feat in itself, I managed without any. No, didn't he didn't lose a breath and said, you know, where have you come from? Nice chat. Chatting away to us while he's holding all the bags. And you could see, gosh, this is quite a wait. Anyway, took all our bags to the room. We got a little drink on arrival. They asked us if we wanted a newspaper in the morning. Yes, I want a newspaper in the morning. Told us about breakfast. Told us we could get room service, a little card to fill out. It was incredible. Nothing was a bother. They served us so well. We felt so special, felt so cared for. It was a lovely experience. I look back and I go, oh, that's how to be served. Well, that was a treat. Initially, it was a wee bit awkward, I've got to admit. I'm chatting away to this guy who's got all our bags and I'm like, you want a hand? No, 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 it's fine. But I got used to it very quickly. (laughs) It's a lovely experience. Maybe you've had an experience of that. Maybe you can recall a moment where you've been served, well, at a restaurant or on holiday, or maybe just another example a shop, maybe. There's, there's, there's attentiveness. There's perhaps love that stands out and communicates. You're seen and you matter to us. You're seen and you matter to us. Right at the heart of Jesus' ministry is service. We are most like Jesus when we serve others. We are most like Jesus when we serve others. We only need to see one of Jesus' final acts with his disciples washing feet, washing feet. And uh, we see him here taking the dirt and the grime from his disciples' feet and washing something that is reserved for the most lowly of slaves. Taking on that role, serving them, stooping low. And then comes an instruction from Jesus in John 13. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So, there's a serving in humility. There's a serving as a lowly servant. There's a a moment of giving an example. This is what I've done. This is now what you should do. As I have stooped low, friends, as I have surrendered What status, you should do the same. Go where no one else goes. Respond as I would. And it's a vital cog in in living a Jesus life, serving. And uh, it's further reinforced by other verses. We don't have loads of time to go through them, but just a number of them. Uh, Paul in the church to Philippi in Philippians 2, 3 to 8 says this, "'Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility,' value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in an appearance. As a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We also see Paul writing to the church in Ephesus in chapter 5, the first couple of verses of chapter 5, Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. There's also another verse that Peter to the churches in Asia Minor, which you can look up in your own time, 1 Peter 4, verse 10. So there's really good, and there's a lot more clear instructions to bring our gifts to serve, to have a a posture of service, to give up ourselves in love, to look at others and serve the interests of others, to be a servant. So it's clear there's an instruction here. So we could just, in a way, land it there and encourage us all to serve as as a response, as part of belonging to church. But I want to unpack an encounter moment that Jesus had in Luke's gospel that I feel can really help us with the serving opportunity to belong that we have, each one of us have, and what to watch out for. So I'm going to ask Fiona, could you come up and read God's Word for us this morning? We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 9.
1: Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. Abraham.
0: very much. Thank you. So, to paint a bit of a picture at this time, the Romans charged heavy taxes on all nations under their control. Jews opposed them, but still had to pay. So, tax collectors, Zacchaeus being one, were among the most unpopular people in Israel. Today, they would be comparable to parking ticket attendance. I don't know. I'm only saying that because I got one just before Christmas. Anyway, you need to watch out for these private car parks now. I'm just warning you around Inverness. Jews by birth that chose to work for Rome were considered by many as traitors. Tax collectors were in the game of getting rich, making themselves rich at the expense of others. Unfair practices, unjust, taking advantage at every turn to make more money. Jesus was passing through, as we've read, through a place called Jericho. I love the language on that line. The little phrases in God's Word sometimes just jump out. Passing through. Just passing through. It's a reminder, you know, Jesus in that moment, He wasn't stopping. He was just passing through. Yet in that moment, somebody's life completely changes. I love that. I love that. That just in a moment something can transform. Just in a passing through moment, it's a reminder for us. In just a moment, Jesus can change a circumstance. That's all He needs. I'm going to share a couple of invitations following this passage. With an awareness, as I mentioned last week, we're all in very different spaces and journeys when it comes to belonging. And one of these invitations will be perhaps, well, I hope, be for you in your path to belonging to the church, to stepping in perhaps more and serving the local church and the city, but also with an awareness that a lot of us do serve. And I want, I'd love this to serve as a reminder and to, hear our, to refocus ourselves around serving and why we serve and who it's for. So there's, a, there's two kind of sides to it this morning the first thing I want to share this morning, the first invitation is climb a tree. Climb a tree. When I was younger, I was a bit of a Tarzan. Uh, I was a climber. I was a climber. My granny uh, in Northern Ireland used to have a little trellis thing on her garage, and in the summertime, and my parents don't actually know about this, I would climb up the trellis and like Take my toys up to the roof of the carriage. I was maybe about 10 or 11 years old and just chill out there for. Maddie's like outraged there. You did what? And I would just chill out there with my toys for not long, like probably, it seemed like half an hour, probably like two minutes. And then I'd get panicky and go back down. But I'd climb up this trellis and it was a bit dodgy, you know, it was kind of falling away from the wall, but made it up to the top. our old house in Vale of Leaven, where I grew up most of my childhood, had, again, there's a common theme here, a garage which was kind of attached to the house and very low, and I'd climb up and sunbathe there. I'd, I'd get the stepladder and climb up, and uh, there's like a very low bit, climb up, and then go up further, and I'd just sunbathe there and read my magazines or play my Game Boy in the summer. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was like a vantage point, and then my mum would shout me down, "'Thomas, what are you doing?' She knew about that one. She knew about that one. But there's something about getting to height and just surveying the land that I really loved. I really loved. I could see clearer. And now my boys have taken on the mantle <laughs> in increased measure, and they're doing an admirable job, let me tell you, about climbing. Uh, so they're definitely taking that on. For some of us here this morning, first and foremost, we need to climb a tree and get a sight of Jesus. If we read, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. He was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he couldn't. So, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree since Jesus was coming that way. A starting point for some of us here this morning will be to get in sight of Jesus as much as we can, because if we're honest, we haven't been putting ourselves in those places, or perhaps there's been too much in the way of seeing Jesus. If we are to serve to truly belong, we have to have who we are serving in sight. You might have right now a lot of things blocking your view of Jesus, and you step in to serve, and things might begin to annoy you, or you get frustrated or perhaps you maybe won't last long. Maybe you won't just find joy in those spaces. You'll not see the true heart and purpose behind those spaces. You'll maybe lose perspective or patience, or, and you'll give up. You'll lose the why. You'll maybe become isolated. We must have in view while we serve Jesus. We must have Jesus in view. I want us to look at Zacchaeus here. Something was pulling him to see Jesus. Maybe he heard some of the stories of what was going on, but we read in verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but even in the natural, there was an issue. He was a short man, but there was more to it than that. He was also, he was wealthy. He had it sorted. In the world's eyes, he had a lot of wealth. You know, his life was mapped out even though people would have frowned upon what he'd done, what he was doing. Here is a man doing what he can, a hated man, scurrying up a tree, putting himself in a place that he could see Jesus. Just picture that. Picture that. Don't we want to do that? Don't we want to get in a place where we can see Jesus? Don't, want, don't we want to be leaving whatever's in the way and finding a tree and scurrying up it as quick as we can to see Jesus, to get just a sight of Him? I know I do. I know I'm desperate for that. I know for me, lots of stuff gets in the way really, really quickly, really, really quickly. Putting himself in a place where Jesus can see him. To belong to this church family, getting into places where we can see Jesus is a great start. So, what is the tree that we need to climb this morning to see Jesus? Nothing was holding Zacchaeus back in this moment. Perhaps have a look where you're at right now. Have we jumped off the tree? Are we hanging on has a branch broken, and we're kind of falling down to a low, and we're just kind of, can see him sometimes. Do we need to climb? Have we stopped at a branch and don't want to climb anymore because last time it went wrong? Does it feel like life is just crowding over us? I am the worst person at a gig because I feel, here as well, because I stand here (laughs) And like, I cover most of the screen, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but at a gig, I am so self-conscious because I'm so tall. I'm like, oh, you okay, are you okay? So I tend to stand at the back now. But is it like that for us? Is it like life's pressures are crowding over us and we can't find the tree? We would love to pray with you this morning to find the tree, climb the tree, get sight of Jesus. Perhaps you know right away what's in the way and you need to just pray You just need to respond in that moment. Perhaps you know the places you need to be in where he is. I'd love to invite you to pray with us this morning to respond and to have someone from the church family pray with you. So, the first invitation, maybe some of us need to climb a tree. Secondly, quiet the noise. Quiet the noise. We have this awesome moment where Zacchaeus has climbed. He's climbed and in his robes, just picture it, in his robes, in his wealth. He had it all, but he needs to see Jesus. And Jesus looks at him and calls him by name. I love that. I love this verse. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Jesus called him by name. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. Zacchaeus, I see you. Zacchaeus, you are known, Zacchaeus, I want to spend time with you, Zacchaeus, I am invested in you, Zacchaeus. And then we have in verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. The grumbles start when the people begin to see it and hear what's going on. Doesn't Jesus know who this guy is? Zacchaeus and Jesus hanging out, what? Of all the people, he's with Zacchaeus. Does he know what he does? Does he know what kind of guy he really is? Does he know his story? I don't know if he does. Can't believe it. Did you see it as well? Can't believe it. Jesus would choose him. Why didn't he choose them? For some of us, as we look to serve, there's an instruction to quiet the noise. Some of us in our yes with Jesus, in our walk with Jesus, still have the full surround sound. You picture it. I I love love listening to music, and I love good speakers. Surround sound is is brilliant, isn't it? You get the full kind of sound. But some of us have full surround sound on when we need noise-canceling headphones. It's like Jesus has given us noise-canceling headphones, and He's like, listen just to me. Put these on, and I'll give you the instructions. But some of us have still got the full surround sound set up. It might be with people around us, but often, just like it was with the crowds, but often it can be the muttering that happens inside here. If only folk knew. You can't do that. You can't say yes to that. Everything within you is wanting to, but you can't do that. You can't serve at church. You can't call yourself a Christian. When was the last time you really prayed? Are you going to join that team? maybe next week. Maybe next week you'll feel better. Yeah, leave it, leave it to next week. You aren't, are you? You're not going to, you're not, no. For some of us, there's a specific invitation to quiet the noise. The enemy has got you froze just now. We can see Jesus, but the muttering is keeping us from stepping in. And it's time to bring those lies to the Lord. It's time to remind ourselves that there is a place for you, For some, this has been a huge barrier. The internal dialogue has crippled us from belonging. It's drained us. You know, you look at this passage with Zacchaeus. It could have absolutely floored him. It could have floored him when he heard the muttering. When you read in the passage, there was muttering, what's what's Jesus doing with this guy? But we read in verse 8, and again, just a simple couple of words, but Zacchaeus stood up. He stood up. He stood up. He's like, right, no, I can hear the muttering, but I'm standing up. I want to encourage us to stand up, stand up in spite of the muttering, in spite of what perhaps the battle that we have. So, from climbing a tree to see Jesus, to quiet the noise, this encounter moment brings a response from Zacchaeus. There's a welcome moment, which plays into my third point this morning in this Short talk. So we have climb a tree, quiet the noise, bring what is in your hands. Bring what is in your hands. You know, these spaces as we come together to worship Jesus and we invite his presence and his presence comes, it brings moments of choices and responses and invitations. And we look at what we have and who we are and what's entrusted to us. And we're reminded, or perhaps we begin to realize, that what we have and what is entrusted isn't really ours. Keeping Jesus in sight and rejecting the noise of the world, we look at what we can bring to serve Him and to serve others. We begin to see our peace and our part in the mission. And it's not a duty or a requirement. It becomes more of a, a reflex, a response, a, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? This is what I have. The muscle of servanthood and giving is exercised and gets practiced. There's a a transformation moment. There's a transformation moment. If we look at Zacchaeus, before he had this moment with Jesus, there was a making himself rich at the expense of others, and then following this encounter with Jesus, there's a different kind of riches that are now received to the benefit of others. There's a there's a flip that kind of changes, transforms. Zacchaeus has a look in that moment of of what is in his hands uniquely to serve in this moment. And his response is, okay, I can serve the poor right now. That's what I have. There's a need that I can meet. We see in verse 8, here and now. Here and now, it says. So, right in that very moment after meeting with Jesus, there's a response at looking at what's in his hands and how he can respond. I wonder what the need is right now or what's in our hands right now that we can meet in the here and now. When we have Jesus in view, when we climb that tree, keep him as a focus, when we quiet the noise, what's in our hands that we can use for God's glory? And then the final point is surrender status. Surrender status. I remember hearing a story a couple of years ago of uh, a guy who belonged to, I think it was a church, quite a big church, and he was on the car parking team. And this man was an executive of quite a large company. And he was on the parking team and he had, I think he had like the foam hand and he'd have the high vis and he would be directing cars into the right places as they went to park. And I remember. I think it was an interview that I heard, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the heart of it I, I remember. And they asked him why he did this. Why, why was he on the car parking team? This guy who was earning lots of money, you know, very high up in his career. And his response went something like this I really need this. I really need this. All of my week, I direct my team, I make decisions, I'm never told what to do, and I'm never under leadership or direction this is essential in my journey with Jesus. It's important in all the responsibilities that I carry that I don't believe the hype (laughs) that I have in my role when I'm out with this space. I love that. I love that. I love that self-awareness that is like, I need this. This is important. And I love that he's identified this this could be an issue here. This could be an issue. You know, Zacchaeus surrendered his status at this moment. You know, picture him scurrying up the tree. And people go, what on earth is Zacchaeus doing? Why is he climbing? You know, climbing up trees is for the kids. Here's a grown man climbing up a tree to see Jesus. And then he gives away his possessions. There's a generous response. It's a surrender moment for Zacchaeus. And you know, Jesus surrendered his very status as well when it came to washing disciples' feet, that act of humility. In John 13, we read that Jesus wrapped a towel round His waist when He was washing the disciples' feet. And that's what the lowliest of slaves would do. These slaves would be despised by Jews and Greeks alike. It was dirty. It was a job reserved for the least and the last. Yet there is Jesus stepping into that space, stepping down into the ugly, the despised, the down-and-out spaces to give out. He stoops so low and gives of himself in that moment. He humbles himself in those times where humility was weakness. There was traditions and rules and laws that would be up in arms at this very act. Some slaves would even have looked down at that moment at what Jesus was doing. So that brings a bit of context to that act. He was willing. He was willing to lay down the titles, to give up what the world says. So, our response to belong, serving is a really, really important step. I want to ask what's your peace? What's your peace? And to keep Jesus first and foremost before anything, keep Jesus in view. Keep Jesus in view. Do some of us need to get climbing a tree? Do some of us know just the two or one or two might just be one thing that we know is getting in the way? It might be a really practical thing. Just bring it to Jesus in prayer this morning. Or we just know maybe some things that keep coming round again and again, catching us off guard. And that cycle, you know, we sung about shame. That cycle of shame is just constant. And this morning, the Holy Spirit is just inviting us to bring it to Jesus and to ask Him to break it because it's just a constant cycle. Yes, I'm going to say to oh, no, 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 I feel awful. Yes, yes, I'm going to bring it. Oh, no, no. It's like a constant cycle of shame. I felt that word as we were worshiping. I was going to share it earlier. And I feel the Holy Spirit wants to do something with that and to break that cycle of shame. So, are we to climb a tree? Are we to block out the noise? and to ask the Lord, what is in my hands? What is in my hands? To serve the Jesus way. And you know, practically, there are plenty of things as a response to uh, how we could serve in church life. Uh, There's a lot of gaps, practically, as well. And there's a slide, hopefully we could get it up, Jake. There's a slide, the separate slide that I made up and I'm going to offer an invitation as well off the back of those points. So, we're going to try a couple of times uh, throughout the year just to highlight some key areas as to where it sort of feels like I'm doing a presentation now. But green, red, amber, green. So, green is fine. Green is good. We're going to get our tea and coffee, guys. We're going to be okay. So, that's good. Amber, is like a few areas where we could just do with a couple of people. We could just do a couple of people to boost the team. But first and foremost, here's like our current, this is where we need folk. So you might be sitting and you haven't quite found where you want to serve. We'd love you to invite you into this space. And it might just be for a season. It might just be for a term. A, your heart might be burning for these areas. And that is that could be a God thing in the mix of that. But we want to be a church that kind of move across that side, and but also identify as we grow, there's going to be need. As we grow as a church, teams are going to get bigger, and we're going to have, this is going to be a regular thing, but we want to communicate to you guys. If you if join in the church, you can see right away where the need is. So, we're going to have this slide happening at various points through the year. So, kids and tots, two people for each. So, two people for kids, two people for tots once a month. Uh, logistics, so that's like Sunday set up, uh, three people, so one person once a month, so three people needed, and that's like setting up projectors, putting out chairs, sound and media team, so that's like what the brilliant Jake does, and Elias on sound, so getting the sound mix, and we can get you trained up on that, mainly music, which happens on Monday mornings uh, at 9.30 at Rigmore, two people once a month, welcome team, team coffee, so that's kind of the main areas just now, And we would love to invite you to make a response. We've got lots of these wee pieces of paper. We're going to leave them over at the desk. And just while you're having your tea and coffee, you might want to grab one. You might want to take it away and just have a wee pray and climb a tree, block out the noise, ask God what's in your hands and come next week and fill this out. You might know from me speaking right away what you need to fill out in terms of that. But we fill out and pop in the drop box as well. Uh, and we'll maybe just keep these out at the desk as well. So, regularly, we're going to be doing that. But first and foremost, to hear my heart on this, first and foremost, let's be climbing a tree and looking to Jesus. I could very easily have put this slide up first after we read a couple of… My heart is that we would see Jesus first, that we would focus on Jesus, that we would ask, what's getting in the way? What's getting in the way? Because we want to be a people that hunger and thirst after him and go after him in his presence. And then as a response, as a reflex, as like a muscle, we would be responding to these things. So why don't we stand together?